because it was their mother or their daddy. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's the part I want to get into because yeah. a lot of the times the trauma. You have to yes. be okay and forgive them because they're your relative. Yeah. They don't go like yeah. That. Yeah. So my forgiveness is a whole different meaning for me. Yeah. I don't. You don't get to hurt me, and we put a band aid over it. Mm hmm. And call it call it good because you my mama, you my daddy, you my brother, my sister. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Becoming. Today we are going to have a hard conversation. We're going to have a conversation about something that not many people have it about, um, especially people our age. Today we're going to be talking about childhood trauma. And when we when we hear that word trauma, we I think now in today's age with the health and wellness thing being pushed, it's starting to become like superficial a little bit. But it's so much deeper than that. Um, and it's something that can have a lifelong effect on you, not in a way that you can see, but internally, if you let it. Like, if you don't do your work, your healing work, it can be projected onto other people as anger. You could be, you can be angry. You can be resentful. You can be unforgiving. You can feel guilty, shameful. Many of those emotions that, that don't feel pleasant and they don't allow you to live your best life. And that's not something I want for you. I'm sure you don't want that for yourself. Um, so I have the privilege and the honor to speak about trauma today with somebody I consider as my spiritual sister. Um, in episode one, I talked about my journey and how I went from um, attempting suicide twice before the age of 13 and getting into drugs and this and that. And she was one of the few vessels that God used to introduce me into a new way of life. She's wise. She walks in grace. I look up to her. Um, she's a mentor. She's a healer. She's a public speaker. So go check her out. Um, please welcome to the stage, Miss Sabria Savoy. Hello, love. So, Miss Sabria, how you feel? I'm a little nervous. Okay. I'm gonna let it roll. So, if I was to ask you who is Abria, what would you say? I would say Abria is a leader, a mentor. Um, a free-spirited, gifted, talented yes, yes, young yes, lady. Yes, claim all that, baby. So, a mentor. Let's get on that. What kind of mentor? Uh, I would say a mental health mentor. Okay. And that mental health is more, like, surface level, too. Like I said in the beginning with that trauma word, mm -hmm. I think it's starting to become, like, a glass ceiling type of thing. When you say mental health, what do you mean? Trauma. Trauma. And how, what does that look like for you when you go into um, a school or wherever that you're working with a kid? Or if you just in a public social environment and you see like that something's wrong. I let wrong. God bring me to people. Oh. I let God bring me to people, anybody. Okay. Because sometimes I could be hesitant towards my gift. Mm hmm. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But if your spirit is drawing me to you mm -hmm. and I and God is drawing me to you, mm -hmm. like I feel like I need to see you. Yeah. In your and hear your story. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going yeah. connect with you. I was in a school the other day and there was a kid in there, um, I think he was in sixth grade, maybe in seventh. And Something was wrong with him. Uh, his eyes was like jittery. He, his spirit was off. 
and I could tell, but I didn't say anything. Do you ever have those moments where you see something is wrong with that person, but you don't say anything because of the wisdom in that? Absolutely. Where you let that person fall? Absolutely. Why? Why do you think that's so important to say, I have this gift. I can I can speak life into this person. I can get this person here from here, but I'm not. They're not ready yet. With most mentors, well, when you know your gift, you got to know when your gift is at, You got to know when your gift needs to be a nurturer to somebody. Okay. Because um, sometimes I feel like you need to, I'm not there to put your brokenness back together. Mm. You have to do your own work. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like to do your own work, you have to fall. It have to hurt. Yeah. And you have to make stuff be still. Yeah. I think I had, because let me tell y'all something. We have conversations like this all of the time. Like, we could be talking about fast food and bring God in. Like, it's just, we always talking about God, healing, positivity, and not just to follow the trend. Like, like that irks me sometimes how they making a trend out of it and people not actually doing the internal work. Everybody wants to be that girl or I'm him and, and follow that trend, but nobody is really about that deep, healing that that soul work you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um so back to what I was going to say how do you identify when somebody is off is it like your spirit you just feel it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and for you to know what that looks like what that feels like what that sounds like just looking at somebody you got to know that for you right yeah what did that look like for you yeah Um, yeah yeah I would say my senior year. Okay. When I had to sit in my heart and understand certain things, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it was it was quiet. What I mean by that, I know what it. I know what it felt like when other kids would walk in the hallways with hoodies on their heads. Ah. Didn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Went to class and left. Yeah. Because my whole high school year wasn't like that. My voice was big. Mm-hmm. But when you have to take a step back and realize there's something in there that's not something in me that's not settling right. Yeah. You just have I had to learn that piece. Yeah. When I because you know we we share the same the same gift almost, and I feel like that's why we joined together. But a little before I got the wisdom of you don't have to fix everybody. I was trying to fix everybody. You know about that? We ain't gonna talk about it. But um, I tried to like as soon as I seen something is off, something is off, something is off. I tried to catch them because that was a trauma response. I don't want you to feel bad because I know how that feel. But I read a quote. It said, uh, sometimes you have to let people fall to the bottom because God made the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they get to the bottom, they're going to learn so many things about themselves, about the trauma that they've been through. They're going to learn so many things about where they can go. They're going to hear God's voice. And I know for you and your journey, solitude 
for something so big for you, just being quiet, being still. How important is that? Right or, now, I'm being still. Ah. Right now, I'm being quiet. Why? Because I want to, I'm listening to God's voice in whatever he want me. In the beginning, when you feel like you just have to fix broken people mm-hmm. and you see it because mm-hmm. that's our gift. Yeah. You just want to fix everything. Yeah. Everything is not meant to be fixed if you didn't break it. Yeah. And I had to understand that. I had to understand what trauma looked like. Mm-hmm. So to understand somebody else's trauma, I had to, like I say again, be still and look at my own. Right. So how does one person go from being at the bottom to healing themselves? What does that process look like? What would you? What advice would you give to that person? I would give them the advice to be patient with themselves. Okay. Um, so where learn you learn how to learn how to be comfortable with their truth. Okay. Because God will allow you to heal. Yeah. And see your brokenness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for the high school people, and I more so want to talk to high schoolers, early college students, because I know that's an area of life where we start to grow into being an adult, and we still coming out of that that younger stage. It's like that middle piece, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of them don't know who they are. Like, and... I didn't know who I was in high school, like as a freshman or as a sophomore. Until my junior year, I kind of caught my head. Um, But a lot of them don't know who they are. They're followers. I feel like a lot of them know who they are. I feel like some hide the ugly to who they are. Okay. So I always knew. Well, in high school, I knew who I was. I didn't like to speak sadly about stuff like uh you couldn't see me if my feelings was hurt about mm-hmm. something you couldn't see me if I wasn't having a good day mm-hmm. because high school for me yeah. I never missed a beat with nothing yeah never missed a beat so so I feel like some kids do know who they really but are. what I'm saying is like for like for that, behind closed doors, were you that same person? When when you not at school, you in your room sitting by yourself. What did that look like? Um, I would say it looked, sometimes it was okay and sometimes it was empty. It was empty. And I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to list stuff. I didn't know quietness. Okay. Like, I knew the rush. Yeah. Like I knew. I loved that part. Mm-hmm. You feel like being on the go because it's a distraction. Who I was, right. Yeah. Right. Because dis- when you still, it forces you to sit with things. So when were you still? When I was still. Ooh. When was when was I still? <laughs> Um, I think COVID, like being in quarantine and stuff, 
that did a lot of good for me because it wasn't no going out. It wasn't no hanging with nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like at home. Mm-hmm. And even though I had like my parents and my siblings there, it still forced me to sit with myself and learn about myself because I didn't know what to do with myself. When like just going out, you doing things, you hanging with people, you focused on superficial things. But when you still alone, quiet, one, you with God, two, you with yourself, mm-hmm. it's it, it it was uncomfortable. And I, why is this uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with myself. Why is this uncomfortable? It's because you don't have that peace within yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And I think back to what I was saying with the high school students, they go to the parties. They they do the the things that they shouldn't do. Um, they they on go, right? They so on rush. When, when they do make that that trans transformation transformation, yeah. right? Transformation into going to college or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do next mm-hmm. in life. That's when they get in the stages to where they. I could say most of them be really depressed. Yes. Because yes. they haven't said Yes. Listening to that ride wave. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And how do you think that transfers to adulthood? Because we got angry women. We got men that are angry. How do you think like that little childhood trauma goes into middle school, into high school, into college? People just avoid themselves. They just living on autopilot going to parties and, and distracting themselves in a way. And then when, when they're adults, they transfer that to their kids and they project that same thing. How do you think that works? Mm, it's a pattern. It's a pattern. pattern. Never did it differently in life. To break a pattern, you have to do it differently. Yeah. I've been doing the same routine my whole life. Yeah. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. And if that's what I want to sit with and that's what I want to continue, it's going to be continued. Yeah. That's a big thing. Um, I know, so being abused, I grew up, so being abused up until like eight, I grew up angry. And that's when in like freshman year, sophomore year, I'd fight. I'd fight my siblings. I was just abusive. I was a bully. I'd. I I didn't feel secure within myself. And I know if I would have never had that moment of solitude, those things would have projected onto my kids or to whoever I come into contact with. I would have been a bully. Mm-hmm. And so with you and your personal experience and your journey, because to be a mentor, you got to have some things you've been through. Mm-hmm. How important is you is it to you to stay in that in that journey of healing to always stay graceful to stay peaceful because if you don't keep the same practices and you don't live by principle you don't live with integrity you can fall back you me personally anything or any knowledge that somebody wisdom that somebody mm-hmm. want to share with me I'm going to say I'm a, I could call it the tools of life. Okay. And when you on your journey, people are going to, God is going to put people 
and different things. Mm-hmm. You go see different mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. different ways. Yeah. And me, I pay attention to everything. Nothing in my life, anything that comes in my life, I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So when you do it in a way of continue, continuously um, watching and paying attention to everything and learning in this season, I had to be patient with myself yeah. in this season. Yeah. I had to sit with God and be silent in this season. Uh, I knew more of my purpose with um, mentoring because mm-hmm. I had different seasons of becoming a mentor. Yeah. You take that with you. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So when, so if I could give any advice to any team, yeah. any season that – season that they're in and mm-hmm. it could be you break it down and so however you want show or you see your seasons to be you could be middle school high school my adulthood yeah or you could be depressed happy insecure confident right. Right. you could be suicidal whatever you whatever sadness uh-huh. um happiness patience whatever it had to come in at your life Wherever it had to, yeah, in your life, um, you you take it, yeah, you learn with it. And I know listening to God's voice was very important for you in that time, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel a lot of people our age know God personally, and I I know I can't speak for everybody, but I just don't feel like they have a relationship with the Spirit of God based on their actions, and some of them have so much potential. Like, if they were to just sit with themselves, how does that work for you? How do you hear God? How do you know when that's his direction? Um, I know it's his direction when I can see it clearly. Like, okay. When it's not in a way to why I feel hesitant about uh-huh. it or why I feel nervous about it or anything like that. Yeah. It's God. How do you, so w- if, if somebody was like, okay, I know I have trauma. Mm-hmm. I've been hurt. I've been abused. I've been suicidal. I've been depressed. I want to get better. What would, would you say to them? I want to heal. I would say go back to your brokenness. What does that mean? Go back to where it was ugly, to where it was dark, and it was empty. And do what? Um, understand why it was like that. Uh, for you to know the why behind your trauma, did you have to understand the trauma of your oppressor? For you to know the the why to your trauma, Mm -hmm. did you have to go back and understand the trauma of the people that hurt you? Oh, absolutely. How important was that? Very important. It helps you to understand who who you are Mm -hmm. and why. It helps you to understand the pattern. 
the pattern. Yeah. Um, so it's very important to understand people in your life that played a part. Yeah. I feel like people don't like to have these types of conversations Mm -mm. because they avoid their emotions. Why? Why I do used you? to be good at doing that. You, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. How? Tell me about that. Um, I never wanted. I didn't like attention on me. Okay. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. What? What's wrong or? Uh huh. No. Yeah. I'm your fixer. Don't don't do that. Ah. So you, before you even healed that part of you, you were already getting into the mentor space. Right. Wow. Wow. And what did that take from you to heal your oppressors? The people that hurt you? Have you forgiven them? I could say yes. You have? Mm. Why? I had to understand that story. And sometimes if I was another teen sitting right here, I feel like another teen would be like, oh, yes. Because they felt like they had to, like, because it was their mother or their daddy. Uh-huh. Or yeah. And that's the part I want to get into, because yeah. a lot of the times the trauma, you have to yes. be okay and forgive them because they're your relative. Yeah, don't go like yeah, that. yeah. So my forgiveness is a whole different meaning for me. Yeah, I don't. You don't get to hurt me, and we put a band aid over it. Mm-hmm. And call it call it good because you right. my mama, you my daddy, you my brother, my right. sister. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so, teens don't teens don't understand that they that they have the permission to be angry. Angry. Yes. Be angry. If you having that day to where you to where you don't want to see nobody. Yeah. Let it show up. Yeah. Wow. So not avoiding emotions. Mm-hmm. What's your anger look like most of the time? My anger was, like I said, bullying people. I I did some horrible stuff. And I don't know. It was like God always had his hand on me because, like, I remember talking people out of suicide in elementary school. And I remember giving people my brand-new Jordans that I got. I remember doing good things, but growing up, it it didn't outweigh itself. Like it was, I was a bully. I made people feel low. I made people feel bad about themselves. Yeah, I looked for every, like, yeah. How people made you feel. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt low. Mm-hmm. I felt angry. And the only way for me to feel big was to make somebody else feel small mm-hmm. because I didn't have that God confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think, I'm so grateful that I've healed that part of me because no telling how many more people I would have hurt 
And I think it's the biggest blessing now to give back on, on like, becoming and spread the word of righteousness. Of It's okay, you know, like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to grow up with the, the white picket fence. You you hurt, you're depressed, you're angry, you're sad, you feel guilty. Whatever that feeling may be, it's okay mm-hmm. to accept that emotion, mm-hmm. to live with that emotion, mm-hmm. to heal it. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest struggle now is to forgive the people that hurt you. I think that's the biggest part of everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if people want to reach out to you, where where can they find you? They if y'all got some trauma in y'all in y'all bank. Cause uh y'all don't want that going on y'all kids. So uh yeah. If they want to <laughs> do the work. Yeah. No for real. Because if y'all not serious, don't waste your time. Cause they got some people that'll say they want to heal, but when it comes time time to take accountability for the part they played, mm-hmm. they don't want it no more. They don't want to take accountability for that. But uh it takes a lot of accountability. Yeah. So become who you want to become. Yeah. That's why we becoming. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we becoming. So where can they find you at if they want to work with you, they want to follow you, give me your socials or whatever. My social media, Instagram, Facebook is a real Savoy. Okay. Um you can find me on Linktree. Okay. Okay, you got a website? Website is in the making. What's you know, it's going to be at briasavoy.com. So by the time yeah, it should cause, it, cause it look, should be a I'm, I'm holding her accountable right now. <laughs> so uh we recording this episode. It's not going to be out till like a week from now. Y'all y'all know how this work. I'm just going to keep it transparent. <laughs> this website going to be up by the time this episode out, right? Y'all, she always on my case. Is this episode going to be, I mean, it's the website going to be Christiana. <laughs> it's going to be up. Good, good. Well, again, thank you for coming. Thank you for gracing the podcast. And I want you to know um, it's okay to feel. It's okay to sit in it. It's okay to love yourself through it and be patient with yourself. It's okay to forgive the person that hurt you. It's always a journey. Life is not about reaching a destination. It's a steady journey until... That expiration date on your life hit. And if and if a part of your journey needs to be slow, when you when you can't when you don't need to see nobody, hear nobody, let it be slow. Let it be slow. Let it be slow. Be still and see with God. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So again, um, I want you to know, don't live blindly to yourself surrender to yourself accept that you depressed accept that you suicidal Mm -hmm. accept that you feel hurt and that you have resentment against somebody accept that and accept the part you played in that accept the part that you played. you said something wrong you weren't emotionally intelligent enough to be responsive instead of reactive accept that um so thank you for tuning in and i'll see you next time on another episode of becoming